Hey friends, welcome to Bible Tract Echoes. I'm Micah McCurry, your host. Thank you so very much for joining me once again today. We are in the book of Mark, chapter number eight. Mark, chapter number eight, if you'll find your place there. We'll begin with verse number one in just a moment. But before we really jump into the meat of the broadcast, we're going to talk today about the tract that started it all. This tract right here is called The New Birth. And this gospel tract was really the first one that we know of Paul Levine writing. It was definitely the first to become very popular. It started with an article in a Christian periodical that Paul Levine was asked to write. He wrote it as a gospel plea. And it was just supposed to be an article, but so many people started cutting that little article out of that newspaper, that magazine, and sending it to lost family members and friends. And they began to contact Dr. Paul and said, could we have more of it? Could we have that as a gospel tract? We want to give them out. And he, through a burden by the Lord, decided we're going to print this, but we're going to do it free as the Lord provides. And now, 85 years later, it started with a small run of some 3,000 gospel tracts. But today, we have tens of millions, hundreds of millions all over the world. And it started with a little gospel track just like this. Let me encourage you, if you would, to go to BibleTracksInca.org and use this gospel tract. Order this gospel tract. I believe it would be a help to you if you would go there, BibleTracksInca.org today. Now, we are in the book of Mark, chapter number 8. I'd love for you to join me there. Mark, chapter number 8. We're going to read the first, let's see, first eight or nine verses here. We're going to read a a story that uh, may be a deja vu all over again. <laughs> Maybe you've heard this story before, this biblical account. I, I, I hesitate to call them stories because people begin to think of them as allegorical. They think of them as some parable, some fable, uh, some fairy tale. But these are true accounts. This is what happened and given to us by God so that we can learn more about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to do today. But while we do so, we're going to ask ourselves a question, and maybe, just maybe, I'm going to relay a personal anecdote that I think will go along with this account. Mark chapter number 8, are you there? Mark chapter number 8 and verse number 1, the Bible says this, In those days, the multitude, being very great, and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him, and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way, for a diverse of them came from afar. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? Now we're going to come back to that question. And he asked, how many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and gave thanks, and break, and gave to his disciples to set before them. And they did set them before the people. And they had a few small fishes, and he blessed, and commanded to set them also before them. So they did eat, and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets." Now, of course, you're familiar with, very likely, the feeding of the 5,000, but we call this the feeding of 
the four thousand and we're gonna we're gonna come back to this a little bit for in just a moment here but when i want you to jump over to verse number 19 and 20 we're gonna get there i think uh maybe tomorrow on the broadcast but i just want to pull that out for just a moment verse number 19 and 20 when i break this is jesus when i break the five loaves among five thousand how many baskets full of fragments took ye up they say unto him twelve and when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said seven. Just giving you that so that you understand that these are two different occasions. There's the feeding of the four thousand that we just read about, and there were seven baskets full left over. And then there was the feeding of the five thousand, and there was twelve baskets full left over. But these are two separate things. This is not two different people telling the same story in different ways with different numbers. The Bible does not have mistakes in it, and we can trust it. But I I want you to realize here go back to verse number four and his disciples mark 8 verse 4 and his disciples answered him from whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness now you realize the premise of the question first of all I mean, yes, truly, what man could satisfy all these people? It may have been a situation, again, where it was just 4,000 men plus probably 4,000 women and some children. It could have easily been in excess of 10,000 people. But let's just say it's just 4,000 just to keep the, let's, let's keep the low number. Can a man, someone like you, could we on uh, an hour's notice cater in a meal for 4,000 people? I don't I don't think so. It wouldn't happen. I, I think of all the work that went into our open house not that long ago at the tail end of September. I had a wonderful time and thank you to each and every one of you that came. But we had some great smoked chicken. We had some sweet corn. We had all that stuff. We were only feeding, you know, uh, 100 plus people. It wasn't this massive affair of thousands upon thousands. I, I've been at uh, summer camps and things where we'll feed four, five, six, seven hundred people uh, multiple times a day. But there's preparation that goes into that. The, uh, the truck comes by the week before multiple times dropping off meat and dropping off eggs and dropping off all sorts of things that get put in freezers and get put in refrigerators. And there's, a, there's an army of ladies that come in and, and, and men that come in and make it all possible. Can a man feed 4,000 in the wilderness with no notice? A man cannot, but disciples, friends, you're not talking to a man. You're talking to the man, the man of God, God's son. May God become flesh to live amongst us. That's who you're talking to, Emmanuel, God with us. So the premise of the question, but the question that I want to ask today, and the, the little story, it's not even a story, personal account that I want to share today. I want to ask this question. Have you forgotten the miracles? Have you? Have we forgotten the miracles? I recall I was a younger man. I had the privilege of serving as an associate pastor in Akron, Ohio. My good dear friend, uh, Pastor Joe Grimaldi. He, was, he is a mentor of mine. He's a dear friend and he was my pastor. I had to serve alongside him and there in Akron, had the privilege of being there for about five and a half years, but I knew, I knew the Lord had something on the horizon for me. And I, I shared that. I, I did not hide that from Pastor Grimaldi. He knew that, and we talked about it much. His, he wanted what's best for me, still does. And 
I thought I had a burden for planting a church, and God just wouldn't give liberty, wouldn't give peace about that, and still have bur a burden for seeing churches planted. And, and I try in my position here at Bible Tracks to help with that. We supply gospel tracks to many a church plant, and we do that do that uh, as much as we can. But God wouldn't give peace about it. And in talking to Pastor Grimaldi, uh, he was at a, at a loss as well as me. But the Lord brought evangelism. Not that I wasn't yielded to it. It just wasn't something I'd really thought about it. I hadn't thought about it much, and I know and knew so many good, faithful evangelists. I think of, I'm going to leave some names off, but Jeff Farnham and Oliver Reza and Dan Martin, and though he's gone on to be with the Lord, one of my personal favorites, Ted Houston, and so many others, Dennis Quirrell, and all these men that have invested in me from the office of an evangelist, and God just wouldn't let me get away from it now. All right, all right Lord, is this what you have for me? And a Sunday of June or July. 2019, I sat down in pastor's office after talking to him multiple times throughout that year. And I said, Pastor Grimaldi, I know, I know now I've got peace. God wants me in full-time evangelism to launch out by faith. We sat there and we talked about it probably an hour and a half, two hours. And, and we agreed it would be a good idea. My wife had some health troubles at the time. We won't go into that. That's another miracle we could talk about. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow, but he recommended we move to Dwight, Illinois, right here, about where I live now, about 10 minutes away in my office here in Odell, and recommend I move here when I launch out into evangelism. If I need to be on the road and my wife isn't able to travel with me due to health, she can be close to family. Now she is able to travel with me. We're actually flying out for Colorado here in the near future, but two days later, I got a call from a friend. I said, are you thinking about a transition in ministry? <laughs> I said, who told you? He said, well, I, I had a sense. and I, I felt like the Lord wanted me to give you a call. And he said, are, are you thinking about moving back to Illinois? I said, yeah, who told you? I was standing outside the chapel at a summer camp, Common Ground Baptist Camp in Butler, Pennsylvania. I've gone there every year since. And two days after that conversation, he said, there's this ministry, Bible Tracks Incorporated. They're looking for an office manager. I, th I, think, I think I should put you two together and tell them about you, and maybe you look into that. And I said, sure. I, I was thinking my first year in evangelism, it's going to be a, a bread and water diet. And I'm, at the time, 27 years old, I, I still ask the question why someone would book me to come in and speak to their people. But then I was thinking, yeah, first year in evangelism, why would anyone have me in? For sure. If I have to be bivocational and kind of pick up a, a job to support my family, I'd love for it to be in ministry of some kind. Well, talking to the man many of you know and love, Mark Smith, Two hours into a two-and-a-half-hour interview, you know Brother Mark, you, you can hear him saying this. He said, Brother Micah, this may not be a good illustration, but I don't hold my cards close to my vest very well. He said, Micah, I think you should be the next director here. You know, Brother Mark, that's what that wasn't what I was here to interview for. But if you feel that of God that way, I'd be more than happy to pray about it. Pray about it, I did. And in 24 hours, God gave me peace about that and talked to the dear folks, the leadership of the ministry. And oh man, Lord put it all together. I could see his hand in all of it. But as I look towards the future, as I think about what God has down the road, why would I forget 
the miracles of the past and assume he can't do miracles in the future. You realize the feeding of the 4,000, that's a thousand less than the 5,000. They had seen the miracle of the five, 5,000, and here they are doubting the miracle of the four. Friend, have we forgotten the miracles? I'd encourage you. Maybe, just maybe, you need to go to Bible Tracks Inc. and BibleTracksInc.org, and you need to order some gospel tracks because you've forgotten what it was like to hand one out. Maybe you've forgotten that people can still get saved because of gospel tracks. Maybe you've never used them before in your life. Let me tell you, there's 300 people just this year that have let us know they've gotten saved because of gospel tracks. Don't forget those miracles when you look towards the future. Maybe you're going through a tough time. Let me encourage you. Don't forget the miracles. Join us tomorrow. We're going to recount that there is no need to doubt him now on the broadcast tomorrow. Have a great day for his glory. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.